Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. All right, I've had permission twice. You sang a song. You ain't leaving. And then Nita gets up here and tells us just to take her time. <laughs> Amen. How many of you ever tried to microwave a steak? <laughs> Throw it out. Tough old boot. Tastes terrible. Zona and I like roast. I put a roast on the other day, a Pike's Peak roast. At night, it cooked while I was sleeping. Zona and I woke up the next day and started to smell the rum. I let it stay till noon. You know the thing about that? Is when you do that and let the resonation of, the, of its stew, just stew right there, just simmer. The meat falls off any bones. Fat gets separated. The thing about those kinds of meats, we don't throw them. We don't throw them out. We may eat on them for two or three times. Turn to your neighbor and tell them we're going to let your fat simmer. You, and then you may be seated. Glory to God. Who, who's supposed to have the 180? You're going to stay in here today. I, 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 if they're here, 180. I, I don't do that. Uh, don't do that randomly. I want you to stay in here uh, because 180 needs to hear it too. That's our youth ministry. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're out there in the foyer wandering around, wander your little self in here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just, uh, just hang, hang on. You want it right or you want it quick? Okay. When you, and, and when you get in a hurry, you're anxious. Everything's a quick fix. I've told people through the years, I'm going to say it again today. If you will be diligent for five years, five years, diligent. I'm not talking about casual. I'm not talking about the average Christian today. People think they're churchgoers if they show up twice a month. You're, only get, you're not even getting half of what God wants to say. In fact, the more you see the end of our age, the more so you ought to give diligence. And uh, 
Because the more you're going to need to know. Now, when I say no, I don't mean no by head knowledge. I'm talking about no by revelation knowledge. To reveal. Do you realize that it takes time to get understanding? You don't get understanding overnight. How many times did the teacher at the blackboard have to go over and take mathematics for sure? Mathematics, you just went over that and went over it. Sometimes I went over it and went over it. Went over a whole year and had to redo. And then if you don't apply it in your everyday life, you forget. You lose what you don't use. You lose all the muscle you don't use. Well, I can see right now the Holy Ghost is talking to somebody. You lose what you don't use. Any skill that you develop, if you don't use it, you lose it. And the church, and when I say the church, I'm not picking on you. I'm just talking about as a whole. The church hasn't used the revelation knowledge that's been given because half, half are not hearing revelation knowledge. They want something quick. And then I'll come back to church the next crisis. Now, I'm just talking out here. I'm not applying this to anybody. You understand? I'm talking about a mindset. I'm talking about the way we think, the way we reason, the way we rationalize. And we think that as a pastor, I know when we lived behind the church, I'd have people come by here that was in a crisis all the time, 24-7. Didn't matter what time of day or night it was, 24-7. And then they would chew me out for not having the church unlocked. Do you know what I wanted to do about right then? I'll never forget one time we lived behind the church when Mr. Forzona was and I were married and we lived behind the church. My parents lived behind the church. And there was a guy about two o'clock in the morning. We heard I heard some kind of commotion. He's knocking on the door. And he was drunk as a skunk. And he just said, oh, Brother Allen, oh, Brother Allen, I, I need help. So Dad brought him out here to the church. And he was dealing with him, you know, and he's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, he probably couldn't show up to church unless he was drunk. Y'all missed that. His stupid pride wouldn't let him. And he's down here, and he's altered, he's bawling and squalling and crying like a two-year-old. And he made a statement. He said, oh, Brother Allen, I'm such a mess. We'll be here all night. And Dad turned to him and said, wait just a minute. You may be here all night, but I'm not. The reason why I'm saying so, you must value when we come together. And not enough people are valuing it. What they want is they're trying to treat it like an entertainment session. And if the entertainment is not going in my direction, if it's not, if, if it's not entertaining me enough 
then, you know, I won't, sh it'll be few and far. We act like this is a movie theater. And you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, are you getting on to me? No. What I'm trying to tell you is every time God's people meet, every time, it's supposed to be a gathering to hear what God's got to say to us. And because it's going to give you ammunition and supply you with what you're going to need. Do you have any idea the rest of this day? I know you got plans, but do you have any idea about the rest of this day? You don't. Now that can be good or bad. What if the very thing that you need that's good that you've been jealous that somebody else is getting blessed with, what if it's resonating? What if it's simmering and you're microwaving it? I mean, I, I've stood at the microwave. Hurry up, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. I don't use the microwave from cooking. I use it for reheating what's already been cooked. Okay? And I really like cooking where I can leave it. Zona likes cooking where we can leave it. She'll just tell me, why don't you put a roast on it? Okay. Here's my point. We're too, we're too, we want everything hot and heavy real quick. All right, I got to move on. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say this. I want to say to those who are viewing by live stream as well, many of you believe in what we're doing and you contribute with all those that are here financially in prayer as well. We want to say thank you. God is good, and he, he, He's revealing His goodness on a level that, that we're not seen before, and we're just grateful. And I want to say thank you. All right. We've been talking about Jehovah Jireh. The word Jehovah, or the name Jehovah, is the word Jehovah, and it really is developed over time because uh, technically... The word, the, the name of God was not even allowed to be said. And it e evolved to say Jehovah. And its modern terms is Jehovah, okay? More modern in human history. The word Jehovah, or the name Jehovah, just means the Lord. Everybody with that? But then there were other names added to it. We're, adding, we're, we're talking about the names of God. We've talked about, spent a whole month uh, talking about Jehovah Jireh, where God reveals himself and he says, I'm going to see to it. That's what Jireh means. We're going to see. I see and I see to it. I'm going to involve myself in what's going on in your life. Then... <clears throat> We had Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, we talked about that. When you hear the word banner, it means God is your protector. You're raising up a banner. He's protecting you. He's going to raise up a banner and he's going to take care of you. I believe Nita asserted to that earlier. But today we're going to talk about Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, 
that healeth thee. The Lord that healeth thee. And if there's anything that is needed in our society is healing. Because it's broken. Our society is broken. It's sick. And it's desperate. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Exodus. You know what? Let's just, guys, Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. Give it to me out of the Amplified Classic. All right. I'm going to read this because it's more, it's, it's, it's broader in understanding. It's amplified. Okay? Then Moses led, the Israel, led Israel onward from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shar. All right, now let's, let, me get, let me get you so you understand where this is at. This, is, this wilderness is after the Red Sea, but it's still in Egypt. Are you hearing that? It's past the Red Sea, but it's still in Egypt. Are you following? Everybody with me? Okay. There are a lot of people when they get, uh, a lot of God's people, they've went through the Red Sea, they've been born again, but they're still in Egypt. They're still in a land of bondage. And here, here's where we get our, where we're in bondage. We're in bondage to our fallen human nature. Okay. And you'll, it'll be proven here in just a minute. It'll be proven in just a minute I'm a, uh, that that this is where they're at. A lot of God's people are still there. They, they, they've. They've asked Jesus into their heart, but now they're, they're still in bondage to some stuff. They're not made whole. How do, I, how, how do we know that? Because how many times have God told us to do something, we got all excited about it, went out into the parking lot, drove home, and never did it? Then you're still in bondage to your flesh. See, that's what we're talking about in a hurry. Are, are you listening? In a hurry. See, when you're in a hurry, you forget. You're not letting it resonate. If you let it resonate on the inside of you, then guess what? It becomes deep-rooted and your flesh melts off the bone. Are you, are you listening? A lot of people want me to hurry up. In fact, we heard that church growth is hurry up, pack them in, cram it down their throat within an hour, and guess what? They're going to be satisfied. They're going to be satisfied until the next show. This is not a show, and it's not something done once a week. This is the life that Christ paid for. 
It's the way we live and what we live. Are you following? You that are viewing by live stream, understand that as well. Don't just let it sit in this room. Let it sit in the room because God's going to talk to you today as well. If there's anything our generation needs, it doesn't need a band-aid. It needs a complete, total healing. Deliverance. Deliverance. All right. We haven't got too far, but we're going to get a lot further real quick. Look at this. They went three, three days, three days into this wilderness. Everybody say three days. You are a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. You hear that? Three days. To make the whole you, you have to have all three. And to be made whole, it includes all three. Here's the problem that the church has left the message and the world out there has picked it up and think they've got salvation. Is that we just come down here one time and we just, you know, cry a little bit, feel sorry for what we've done wrong and ask Jesus to forgive us and then go right back out and repeat everything we just acknowledged. Listen carefully. Spirit, soul, body. Jesus was three days in the heart of the earth to do a complete making of whole to the whole man. Spirit, soul, and body. Here is a phrase I want you to get. If you're, if you're a believer... You've been born again, so you've been saved. But you are being saved on a daily basis. You know what you're being saved from? That fallen human nature that wants to contradict and get you to oppose God and what you're doing. In other words, to lead you into disobedience. You take a carnal-minded Christian, they're not going to obey God. They're going to fight it tooth and toenail. Why do I know so much? And then you will be saved. So you have been saved. You are being saved. And you will be saved. Salvation is total. It's not something that's put on the back burner. Because you came down to the altar one time and you confessed Jesus as your Savior. Are you following now, I'm not saying this condemningly. I'm trying to be gentle with what I'm saying. Because this is very important that we get a concept, a full concept. Three days, which was 33 miles in distance. Isn't it interesting? Jesus was crucified at the age of 33. Showing us that Jesus paid the price for the whole man. And that starts now. It does not start when you get to heaven. It's now. Present tense. 
If you make Jesus the Lord of your life, it starts now. That means you have surrendered your life to him and he's the boss. How many of you love Jesus? I'm not asking you about loving Ronnie right now. (laughs) 33 miles in the wilderness and found no water. Many Christians have made this 33 mile trip and have found no water. And they're miserable. The reason why they're miserable is they want heaven. Their whole heart yearns for what is in the heavenly realm, but they're convinced that they can live after the flesh on the earth, and they're not made whole. Are you following? Jesus came to totally obliterate all flesh. In fact, you know what? <laughs> you know what Peter says? All flesh is as grass. And the flower thereof. And it fades away. You know what you're supposed to do with grass? Mow it. It doesn't look good unless it's mowed. In fact, years ago when I was mowing the church front yard, this is, I'm talking about long before, well, let me just put it, I was probably about 14, 13, 14. I'm out there mowing the church front yard. We didn't have no sidewalks, nothing. Roosevelt was not the way it is now. People throwing all kinds of trash out there. And the, if you don't keep it mowed and picked up, I promise you, it'll get worse. Some, I don't know whether somebody drove by and it fell off their car, whatever. But the grass was a little high, you know, about like this. And somebody's gas cap had come off their car and was laying in that grass. I started mowing that grass, and guess what? That mower hit that gas cap and hit me right through that thing right in my gut. Here's the point of what I'm saying. All flesh has to be mowed. If it's not mowed, guess what's going to get in there? You have no idea. You're going to say, where did, where did that come from? It's a lack of mowing the grass. Have you ever noticed the longer you let it go unmowed, the harder it is to mow? Turning and never says, the Holy Ghost talking to you? And every single one of us have a flesh problem. Don't look at me like, well, Pastor Ronnie, you're talking to somebody behind me. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. You got a flesh problem. Okay? I got a flesh problem. God knew we'd have a flesh problem. We're not made whole because we come to church once in a while. Are you still here? I'm doing good. When they came to uh, Mara, I guess that's how you, how you say it. I'm doing the best I know how at this moment. 
they could not drink its waters, for they were bitter. They came to a watering hole. There are many Christians go to a watering hole, and they try to drink the water of fallen human nature, and it's bitter to them. Bitter. Oh, Jesus, help me. Therefore, it was named Moriah. Moriah. Bitterness, that's what it means. The people murmured because the name of it was murmuring. So what did they do? Against Moses. Now it's Moses' fault that the water is bitter. You don't know how many times people have blamed me for something's going on in their life and the Holy Ghost nailed them while they were here and got bent out of shape about it. Listen, I've done the same thing, so I'm not just pointing you out. I'll never forget in the pastor's meeting in, in Victoria. We were there for, I don't know, a couple of three days, a couple of days. The whole time I'm there, I'm miserable. Everybody else is laughing and having a good time. And Zona kept punching me. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And this is what, after she did that about four or five times, I said, it ain't funny. <laughs> I've done it. You follow? The very thing that I've been praying for, God has provided an answer, but guess what? It's putting pressure on my flesh. I wasn't made whole. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? All right. Still with me. And the people murmured against Moses saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Now I want you to hear this. Showed him a tree. Which he cast into the waters. God wants you to take that tree, crucify the flesh. You're crucified with Christ. When you allow the tree to be cast into your murmuring, you crucify your flesh. Watch this. And the waters were made what? Now we're getting somewhere. Instead of going to church, getting bent out of shape because the Holy Ghost reveals a revelation or truth to you, all of a sudden now you're going to church because you know the Holy Ghost is going to do that and you're going to crucify the flesh and you're going to allow sweetness to come. Now you don't want the church service to quit. That really went well. The only reason why the front row said amen to it is because I'm closer to them. <laughs> Are you following? He made it sweet. And there the Lord made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. He did what? 
He proves them there. A lot of God's people don't understand. God will prove you. Are you all talk? Or is your talk and your walk with God the same thing? That's all I'm going to put. Let's keep going. And he's saying, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in His sight, not in society's sight. Do what's right in His sight and will listen to and obey His commandments and keep all His statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. This is saying Jehovah Jireh. I mean Jehovah uh, Rapha. I am the Lord that heals you. Makes you whole. Totality. How many of you have ever felt ugly? I'm talking about you just ugly. You know what I mean? I won't ask you how recent. When you're, my mom used to say it when, when, <laughs> when some of the relatives she was praying for was acting up. She said, they're just acting like a jack donkey, but God's dealing with them. He said, when it, she, she was indicating when they act, start acting like that means the Holy Spirit's stirring, troubling them. They got a head problem that hadn't been submitted to the Holy Ghost that's in them, and there's a conflict. How many of you have had a war on the inside? There's a war going on. On the outside, why would you contribute to it and let it get on the inside? The only reason why it gets on the inside is because we are not submitted to the Holy Ghost. The Lord wants to heal you. Spirit, soul, and body. Glory to God. Y'all still with me? (laughs) All right. Let me read the last part. And they came to eat. Uh, Elam, I can't pronounce the word. I'm focusing on a message, so just stay with it. You can look it up in a minute. Where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. Now, what does that mean? Everything before that is dealing with Jesus coming, And the cross, the tree, being cast into our murmuring nature. And the water becomes sweet now instead of bitter. But then he brings them from that encampment. That was the first encampment, still in in Egypt. But then he brings them to another encampment. Where there is 12 springs... Live water, spring waters, and 70 palm trees. 
This parallels with the 12 that God filled with the Holy Ghost and the 70 that God had sent out. God is making a parallel here. The church is what God, God says the church is supposed to follow the foundational teachings of the apostles. It's founded upon those teachings. And we, the 70, are to be going out with joy and sharing the sweet water that's been made available to us. I'm going to make a bold statement right here. Turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you can swallow this down. The church has too long been called a hospital. There is no such thing in the Bible as the church referred to as a hospital. The church is to go out like the 70. The church is supposed to be the army of the living God to this generation. Now we do come in and get refreshed. I would say it another way. You come in to get trained. Because God can use you to heal the sick and bring Jehovah Jireh to somebody while you're standing in the grocery store. The gas station. Are you following me now? We're over here trying to wait until we got our act together. You don't get your act together before you come to God. You go to God and He gets your act together. And He's the one that you'll start focusing on a different priority. Instead of coming to church, it's all about me. Now you come into church so you can find out how God can use you to be the church. You understand the difference now? God, can, God said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Everybody say believe. Okay? The church is, I mean, are we serious about the message? That's the, the thing. Are we serious about the message? You say, Pastor Ronnie, you, you, you act annoyed. No, what I'm trying to tell you is it's stirring in me to stir you up. I find, I find a principle in the Word of God. Here's the principle. You reap what you sow. Can you agree with that? If I sow tomatoes, I don't reap cucumbers. So if I am over here wanting people to pray for me, to reap that harvest of people praying for me, i got to be praying for them. A lot of God's people are not being made whole because they're not sowing the seed of wholeness. Are you stay with me? Because I am going to finish. <laughs> Jehovah Rapha, here's the next question. Will you be made whole? Go with me to John chapter 5. I, I, 
for time's sake, just go to the Passion Translation, please. I, was, I don't want to take time to read it because I think we, we, we need to get down here. John chapter 5, verse number 1. Then Jesus returned to Jerusalem and observed one of the Jewish holidays. Now stop here just a minute. Many expounders, it doesn't give the specific Jewish holiday or feast, but many believe that it was the feast of Pentecost. So Jesus went there to celebrate the feast of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50 days after the Passover. We know in the book of Acts that 50 days after the, his death, that Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the day of Pentecost. And that was the initial outpouring of the living water that's supposed to be the springs on the inside of you that we've already talked about. That he was going to celebrate, celebrate, everybody say celebrate, celebrate. 50 days after Passover. Everybody with me? Okay. Then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holidays inside the city near the Sheep Gate. The Sheep Gate is where they brought the sacrificial animals through that gate. Okay? Through that gate where they brought those animals. And there is a pool called in Aramaic the house of loving kindness or Bethesda. The pool of Bethesda in the King James. The house, I like that. The house of loving kindness. I know some of you looking at me. I am so glad he mentioned that twice. After how hard he's been the first time. The house of loving kindness. And this pool is surrounded by five covered porches. The number five throughout the Bible is referred to as the number of grace. Many of us are living a heart. We're living, how would I say, Hard lives. I don't mean you've had, I mean you're living out of pressure. You understand? Pressure. That's what I mean by a hard life. We, what, what do we train people to do? Work hard instead of work efficiently. We use the word hard. Okay? And you need to have a good work ethic. But it should be about being efficient. It shouldn't be about working hard because you can work hard and still not do it right. I'm telling you, the church has worked hard about doing it hard. And God says, I want you to work efficiently. 
Everybody say efficiently. Glory to God. Are y'all still with me? All right, these are going to tie together. Hundreds of sick people were lying there on, their, uh, on the porches. The paralyzed, the blind, the crippled. And all of them waiting for their healing. Waiting for their healing. Our churches have been waiting to be healed. This time of turmoil in our society is God saying to the church, I am allowing this disturbance. I'm allowing it. I didn't say he caused it. I said he's allowing it. Those that pay attention to the moving of the Holy Spirit will get healed. I'm talking about the church now. The church. For the angel of God would periodically, and that's what the church has been waiting for, a periodic move. Periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters. And the first one who stepped into the pool after the waters were swirled would instantly be healed. Now listen very carefully. That's the way we want our healings. Turn to your neighbor and say, you want a microwave healing? Or you want to simmer it out? I'm going to show you the difference here in just a minute. Now, notice they had to wait. You're standing at the microwave, <laughs> waiting for somebody to turn it on. Hello? Hurry up. God, you got 10 minutes to move. If you don't, then, you're, then I got to move on. You want to be made whole? Watch. Now there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years. Stop. The 38 years here. Jesus. The 38 years here has to do with the 38 years of wandering in the wilderness. I know it says 40 but there was a year of preparation to go into Jericho, I mean, into, in, to possess the land. There was another year that God had brought them out, but there's really 38 years, and you can have this referenced for the 38 years. Here's the reference to it. You can find it in, uh, let's see, Deuteronomy 2.14 and Deuteronomy 1.34 and 35. So here's this man waiting for 38 years. I got a question for you. How long how long you been waiting? Now the only reason why I'm posing that question to you is because it's been posed to me. How long are you going to wait? We're over here saying, God send revival. We're sitting there waiting for the moving, the angel to come down here and move everything favorably. We see a periodic move over here, a periodic move over there, and we say, well, that's just, 
You know, we're just waiting on God. No, you're not waiting on God. You're sitting on your blessed assurance doing nothing. And this thing you're sitting on is more assured to you than God. If you think I'm coming to be light on you, I'm not. Because if it's posed to me, I'm going to pose it to you. I'm not going to carry this by myself. 38 years lying among the multitude of the sick. The church has waited for 38 years among the sick in our society. We can't bring healing until you're healed. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. So Jesus said to him, Do you truly long to be healed? The King James says, Will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? If the church, listen carefully, if meeting together and what God is saying to us does not upset your apple cart, then you're going to the wrong church. You hear that? I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. In fact, I said this years ago, and I'm going to say it again today. God called me to comfort the afflicted, but He also calls me to inflict the comfortable. Are you comfortable with the status quo? Are you com- Listen carefully. You're, are, are you comfortable with the same old problems? Some people are more comfortable with old problems than they are new solutions. We talk about the Holy Ghost of fire. We want the fire to burn everybody else. But don't touch me. Hallelujah. You ought to see your neighbor's face. Watch carefully. The sick man, he asked him, will you be made whole? The sick man answered him, sir, there's no way I can get healed. Just think about that. That's his reason. Here is... Jehovah Rapha standing in front of him. And he's saying, there just ain't no way. For I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. See, they're still waiting on the angel. As soon as I try to crawl into the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in ahead of me. Well, then you ought to get your head screwed on. Okay? Seemed like to me, why don't you get so close to the edge that you fall over even accidentally into the water? 
Why would you have to struggle so far? But Jesus has an answer. Then Jehovah Rapha said to him, Stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and you will walk. Someone greater than an angel has showed up. Thank God for the angels, but the Bible says he's given him a name that's greater than the name of any angel. Thank God for angels. When we don't worship angels, the great Jehovah Rapha is standing right here in front of us to heal society, to heal your home, to heal your soul. Yeah, to heal your body. But a lot of times our body won't be healed until our soul's restored. Because your body responds to the way you, your, your attitude and your thinking. Immediately he stood up. He was healed. So he rode up his mat and walked again. Now this miracle took place on the Jewish Sabbath. Stay with this. And when the Jew, Jewish leaders saw that the man was walking along carrying his sleeping mat... They objected and said, what are you doing carrying that? Don't you know it's the Sabbath? It's not lawful for you to carry things on the Sabbath. And he answered them, the man who, who healed me told me to pick it up and walk. Here you've had 38 Sabbaths to do something. And the church is over there, and the church leaders are over there, and discouraging everyone. Well, we got to wait for the move of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is already moving. We got to wait for revival to come. Revival's already here. If you just get into the flow, fall over into the water. The reason why church is not exciting to people, and it's a drag to them, is because they're do-nothings saying, I can't be healed. They all go to the other church. <laughs> Glory to God. God's going to do His work on the Sabbath yes. to people who rest. And that are not microwaved. People who rest. I'm resting in what he told me to do. Pastor Zona mentioned this and I'm going to throw it out here at you. It's time to get over what you've been under. Glory to God. I wrote down a specific verse there that she had, she had mentioned and went to. It's found in 1 Corinthians 15. And you can read it 9 and 10. Paul the apostle says, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. But he said one thing, I, I am what I am by the grace of God. And he says in there, I did not receive the grace of God in vain. 
Do you know many of God's people have received the favor of God in vain? God's given them revelation knowledge, but they have not moved forward with it. That's called applying it. Healing was standing right there in front of that man. The one whose idea it was to heal him. Jehovah Rapha was standing right there to make him whole. Not just make him feel better, but to make him whole. Spirit, soul, and body. And he said, what man? And they asked him, who was this man who ordered you to carry something on the Sabbath? But the healed man couldn't give them an answer, for he didn't know who it was since Jesus had already slipped away into the crowd. A short time later, Jesus found the man at the temple and said to him, Look at, what you, uh, look at you now. You're healed. Walk away from your sin, unbelief, so that, and walk away from your sin so that nothing worse will happen to you. Then the man went to the Jewish leaders and informed them, it was Jesus who healed me. So from that day forward, the Jewish leaders began to persecute Jesus because of the things he did on the Sabbath. What do you think the Sabbath is all about? Now I want you to listen to this reference. In the Passion Translation, Let me get it. Let me pull it up. <clears throat> Y'all be patient. We're, we're, we're simmering. This is what it means. When he asked the question, do you really long to be well? In other words, are you convinced that you, already, you are already made whole? And the Greek phrase, and it gives the word, is actually not a future tense, like want to be healed, but a middle infinity that indicates something already accomplished. Jesus was asking the crippled man if he was ready to abandon how he saw himself and received the faith for his healing. Are you understand what we just said there? When Jesus said, will you be made whole? He's not asking him if something about futuristic. He's saying, the healer, Jehovah Jireh, is talking to you. He's already here. Something that's already been accomplished. Are you going to allow it to happen now? Are you going to receive the faith to walk in it? Glory to God. Mm -mm 
Let me get to this point. When he's talking about the Sabbath, Sabbath is not a day like a 24-hour period. The Sabbath is something that you carry in your heart every day. People are arguing right now on whether or not we should have our services on Saturday or on Sunday. And you get caught up with the technology, I mean the technical part of that part, and you're not seeing that he's talking about resting in who he is. Resting in what he does because of who he is. Let me ask you a question. Does a problem disappear because you had a 24-hour period change? So the 24-hour period is not what he's talking about. He's talking about resting in who he is. Do you need healing on Monday? Do you need it on Sunday? Question. The seventh day is really Saturday. Do you need it on Saturday? Then why do we think we have to wait for, for a 24-hour period? Or an angel to come down once a year? I'm talking about being made whole, folks. I'm not, I'm not just talking about physical healing. It includes that, of course. But I'm talking about the restoring of the soul. When your, when your soul is restored, then you, listen carefully, then you will not only have peace, you'll be made whole. The healer's here. He, he meets every time we come together. Do you know he'll meet every time you'll get your family together at home? You don't have to wait until... Saturday or Sunday or whatever. You don't have to wait. You don't have to have five songs. Will you be made whole? I'm going to wrap this up. The Sabbath is really a realm of rest that we carry in our heart because of the belief of God's promises. This is a place, the church is the place of not only rejuvenation, But it's also a place of equipping. Everybody say equipping. equipping. Glory to God. Do you know you can get in the pool anytime? Because the pool of healing is made available. It's called springs of living water.
that's going to flow out of your innermost being. Glory to God. Glory to God. One of the greatest lies that the devil can tell the church is to think that all healing, all miracles, all deliverance has to be done through the speaker when we gather. That's a great lie. The healer is now present inside you and his springs of living water want to flow out of you. He's going to flow to you, but he's going to flow out of you. That's why he said be filled. Everybody say filled. filled. With the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then let the Holy Ghost live through you and get rid of your murmuring. That's a discipline. The Holy Ghost came to discipline you. Do you know who is sloppy in your life? Do you know who really is sloppy and messy? Your flesh. It hates discipline. And the power of God flowing through you is such of a high quality that it'll straighten up and bring your flesh under subjection. Glory to God. Yes, Lord, I see, I see what you're saying. Will you be made whole? This indicates you making a decision. Are you going to let another year pass by? Waiting for another angel to show up? Or is it already been fulfilled? And now what you want is the faith to receive what's already been done. That's the question. It's all up to you. It ain't, it's each individual's got to make up their mind. There are people here right now that are listening to me, that are listening right now to what I'm saying, that are actually trying to wait for a perfect time. And I'm telling you, the perfect time is right now. Perfect time. You're waiting on somebody else to bring your deliverance. And God says, Jehovah Rapha is right here, right now. Will you be made whole? Will. Will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Will you be delivered from the very thing that self-life that has harmed you, hindered you, delayed you, put your life on the back burner and reminded you that all you are is a worm in the dust? Or are you going to be made whole? That's, your, that's the question. And I want you to think about what Jesus did that day. Here's a man who's saying, I can't help myself. 
And Jesus said, will you be made whole? Jesus is saying, I've already done it. I've showed you my will. Now, will you be made whole? Are you going to allow your fallen human nature to absolutely rationalize you into not accepting what God is wanting to give you. You know what rationalizing is? It means you're reasoning and excusing yourself with all of these reasons and excuses, and they may not even be true. You Look it up on your phone. Ask Siri. She'll show you. That's exactly what that means. And if your mind is carnal-minded, it'll rationalize you. And it'll talk you right out of it. It'll make you think that what you're feeling is the truth. In reality, it's the biggest lie. The healer is standing right there in front of you. You don't have to wait for another year. You don't have to... Keep struggling and say, well, you know, I don't deserve. What, what we do, we love to punish ourselves. Punish. I don't deserve it right now. Yes, you do. If you're going to believe God, you deserve it right this very moment. My question to you now, will you be made whole? We sang, we, we sang songs around here to get the message on the inside of you, not just for the beat. That's why we scrutinize them very well. I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. Tear off the roof. Push through the crowd. Do whatever you got to do to get me in front of you. One more time. Will you be made whole? Thank you, Lord. Okay. I'm going to say what I hear said. Will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just let him, just let it resonate for a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. He is talking about physical healing for sure. 
But he's talking about more than just that. Someone in the sound of my voice. I don't know whether it's here in the auditorium or through live stream. Why would you die in your sin? Putting it off. I'm telling you, whoever you are, your life is fixed to be cut short if you prolong this. God is saying to you, will you be made whole? You're not whole. And he wants you to be made whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know you're in a hurry. Your flesh is hurrying. But tell it to shut up. God can heal you just in this time. He's doing something. He's simmering in your spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants to restore the soul right now. And the soul can't always be restored in an instant. He doesn't want you to just have a moment. He wants you to have a life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What he does not want you to do is just have a good service. He wants you to have a wonderful lifestyle. You get the privilege of living, letting the Jehovah Rapha live through you, live through you, live through you, live through you every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. He wants to put healing in your mouth. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God.
I'm going to give you a little secret right here. Glory to God. In this incident, the Lord began to deal with me. I'm talking about just the last 24 hours. And he said, Ronnie, will you be made whole? And I wasn't feeling sick or nothing. It wasn't physical he was talking to me about. It may be physical for you. But most healing, most all healing, physical healing, is much deeper than physical. And so he said, would you be made whole? And it just kept echoing. And something that dad, I remember dad making a statement. God had told him, I want you to go to Sundown, Texas. Some people there want to be, hear about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he did, God told him that in prayer. And he got busy and set something aside, set it aside and never went. He had a Sunday night service, I believe it was. After the service, it wasn't, to him it wasn't. I'm not saying to the people, I'm talking about to him. It didn't go very well. He did visit with anybody as soon as service is over. He just left. Got down on his knees and he started crying out to God. God, where were you tonight? Then he told him. He said, God, I wouldn't have done to you what you did to me tonight. You know, God likes your honesty. And the Lord told him, says, you know, I told you to go to sundown whatever past that was I don't know how many weeks or months it passed and you didn't do it he said sir in the morning I will make arrangements to go listen carefully we're not careful a Jonah spirit will get a hold of you so God was bringing those things to my mind. Will you be made whole? A lot of times we talk about things that God told us to do with all excitement. Then we don't follow through and we're just like this lame man, this impotent man, this weak man that lays by the pool waiting for the angel to do something. When our wholeness, our wholeness is in the obedience to what he told you to do. When God tells you something, he doesn't just want to stir your emotions. Are you following me? Our souls haven't been restored most of the time because we don't follow through. 
to be honest with you, one of the greatest things that I've prayed about since January, and I'm grateful for the refreshings that God has given us. And Zona asked me just, I don't know, maybe just this morning, I don't know. Are you all right? And I said, yeah, God's just dealing with me about me. Okay. And your wholeness. Jesus told this man, will you be made whole? Then he told him to do something. He didn't lay hands on him. He didn't pray for him. He told him to do something. And when he started doing it, his healing was manifested. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? The man did it by faith, got up, picked up his bed before his flesh had time to reason him out of obedience. If the, there's a number one problem in the body of Christ is human reasoning that reasoned you out of obedience. That's what was happening to me. Something that I just didn't feel like I'm sufficient if I put my self on the spot would be able to finish it. And God didn't tell me to finish anything. He told me to start it. He'd finish it. You're not going to finish till you start. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is I'm going to probably tell you that everybody in this room has some form of unfinished obedience. We're wanting God to tell us the next new word. When God says, why should I tell you anymore? You're not faithful with the word I gave you. Are you following me? It's not about you feeling good. It's about you being whole. We think healing is feeling. Healing is wholeness. Am I making sense? I know I'm just kind of, I'm just letting this stew this morning. Resonate, simmer. Because the worst thing we can do is drive off from here and say how wonderful that service is. If it's so wonderful, how come you didn't do it? We're not in this for the hype. We're in this for the long haul. The church has been conditioned to follow hype. Most praise and worships are nothing more than concert service. And I, I refuse that to happen here. It's not about that. God knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. That your eye hasn't seen. Your eye hasn't seen. Your ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered to his heart. To your heart. The things he's got prepared for you. 
I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about you waiting for somebody else to obey God. I'm talking about you. About you. Do what God tells you to do. I'm going to do what God told me to do. I already told him I would. And people look at me and say, well, that, that's what's wrong with this church. Yeah, I haven't led you in obedience. True obedience. It's going to change with me, but it's going to change with you. If you're looking for a church that you can hang out and be disobedient, you're at the wrong place. Because the Holy Ghost is going to make it so hot on you. He's going to make it hot. I'm going to be honest with you. Just be honest with you. A lot of people are not told to go to mega churches. But they go to hide out so people don't know that they're disobedient. Believe me, this church has whole sections at mega churches. Of people that are disobedient. They show up to church once in a while. And I've come to the conclusion. I've come to the conclusion. That I can no longer pet that. I have to be honest with people. They're either going to like me. Or they're going to despise me but they're not going to be comfortable. They're not going to be comfortable. Because the Holy Ghost is stirring in this generation and He wants obedience. He does not want, how would I say it, sedition in the ranks. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you right now. You dealt with us truly, sincerely, but lovingly. Lord, I thank you that you're... Well, I love it when you correct me. Because nobody can correct me like you do. face truth thank you Jesus Lord we're declaring today we will be made whole we will we made a decision to agree you're in this place We're declaring our homes will be made whole. Our marriages will be made whole. For Jehovah Jireh is here. You're the Lord God that healeth. Thank you, Jesus. Kodam. Oh, hallelujah.
some of you will see that the things that you have struggled with will be a piece of cake when you follow through with what he's telling you to do. It'll be a piece of cake. You're struggling with it because you haven't really obeyed it. But it'll be a piece of cake. The thing that you struggle, maybe even, maybe even years or decades. That you've struggled with it. And you've had anguish in your mind. But you're going to look back as you follow through with your obedience. You're going to say, I could kick myself for not doing it earlier. Because it was not what I thought it was. It's not hard. In fact, it was the joy that I've longed for. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Father, we worship you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First of the month, we're going to take up an offering. I told you we're going to take up an offering at the beginning of every month for the school. The school's not going to be hard. It's not going to be hard. You hear me? It's going to be a pleasure. It's going to be an answer, a God answer. So as God deals with you, we're going to bring an offering, give you an offering towards the school. We're going to open up in 20, uh, uh, August of 24. God is setting things in position. This is a serendipity moment. And so we're going to receive an offering. If you'd like to give, as the Holy Spirit tells you, just designate school. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you need an envelope, one of the ushers see that you get one. You want to give online, just make sure you designate school on there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You that are viewing by live stream, we want to include you on this. If God... By the power of the Holy Spirit, if he's talking to you, just obey him. Just obey him. Don't, I'm not pressuring nobody. I don't, I don't care if it's 50 cents or 50 million. It's not the size, it's the obedience. And God may tell you 50 cents may be a struggle for you. I don't know. But if he's dealing with you 50 cents, dig it up somehow. Go sell Coke bottles. Well, aluminum cans. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much. Glory to God. I, I know that this is a little bit different than what you've been expecting lately, but... Maybe that's what we need. 
for God to show a different way. All I have to say to you is God's got a thousand ways to deliver you. A thousand ways. Quit trying to reason like you're God. He's already got it planned out. He just wants you to get with the program. Get with his plan. Just do it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we receive this offering for the kingdom of God, the advancement of your kingdom to reach young people in our generation with true education, not a propaganda. but true education based upon your word. Thank you, Lord, it's received. In Jesus' name, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Glory to God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We walk by faith and not by sight. So, if you're picking up your bed, are you walking? Yes. Glory to God. Sometimes you've got to pick up the bed in your mind before you can pick it up physically. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.